setting the pace on the pursuit of happiness. This is The Ken Coleman Show, where you discover what you were born to do and how to make it happen. Now, helping you get unstuck and on the path to your dream job, America's career coach, Ken Coleman. All right, here we go. Coming to you live from our Ramsey Solution Studios in Nashville, I am Ken, and you have joined a conversation about who you are, specifically what you do best, work you love to do, and results that you want to contribute to this world. That's the who you are. Then we talk about what you were created to do. We believe you were created to work. Some of you are going, oh, gross, because you've had such an awful experience with work or a worldview of work that says you work to live. But what if I change that phrase to created to contribute? That sounds different. You were created to contribute. So we're going to talk about that unique role in your work, through your work. And then we're going to talk about where you can do that because it's not just one job. It's not a silver bullet solution. There are multiple jobs and careers that will allow you to fulfill your purpose professionally. I call that the sweet spot where there are multiple things that you can do. And then finally, how do you get there? So if you have no clue what you were created to do, that's okay. You're welcome. If you have a clue, but you don't know how to get there, that's okay. You're welcome. If you know what it is and you know how to get there, but family, uh uh-oh, finances or fear are keeping you from doing it, you're welcome. 844-747-2577 is the number. It is a caller-driven show. I'm here for you. 844-747-2577. Before we get to the phones, real quick, uh, I'm on a sleep kick right now. I'm going to be diving deeper into this because I have seen multiple studies recently and this is nothing new but i'm seeing more and more studies and 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 it's just so important that we can't talk about purpose and working on purpose and living on purpose and and peak performance without talking about some of the physical side of things so we're going to start diving deeper and then i'm going to bring in some experts that i've interviewed before that they know all about this and i'm just going to go to school and you can learn through my curiosity to that end uh A new study, the New York Times is reporting, that morning people may be at lower risk of depression than night owls. Now, this is not a one-size-fits-all study. It's like, boom, if I I go to bed early and I get up early, then I'm not going to have depression. It's not saying that. And the reason I'm pointing this out is that sleep is a big factor in your performance. That's not a new idea. But this journey is hard enough. And to walk around basically half drunk, which is what the equivalent of about five to six hours of sleep is. It's the same cognitive effect as drinking six beers. Now, some of you are watching or listening. You're going, well, can I can handle six beers? I can't. Okay. I'm what they call a lightweight. All right. And I mean to tell you, Joe, if I had six beers before we did the show, boy, it would be a show. It would be entertaining. Okay. My cognitive abilities would be dramatically affected. So six hours of sleep is the equivalent of basically drinking a six-pack, okay? So then how is that not a factor in our effectiveness? And depression doesn't always have to be a full-blown thing that wipes you out. It certainly is and very serious. 
but it can be that roller coaster of levels of depression. Certainly if you aren't doing the work you love or you've been laid off or whatever. So here's my point, whether it's maximum performance or walking through a storm, you better take sleep very seriously. Uh, and this article, you know, again, I'm not going to walk through and read it, but the studies show that those who go to bed at 10 and wake up at 6 have much better physical performance. Now, Joe, I told the kids last night, our three teens, I was watching uh, an NBA playoff game. Yep. Outside, ceiling fan going, real nice weather here in Nashville last night. Man, I was sawing logs. I sit up during a commercial. I mean, I'm gonzo, man. I look at the phone. It's 9.15. Wow. Yeah. You know what I did? I went to bed. And it was fabulous. I don't go to bed at 9.15 very often, but I'm always, I try to be in bed by 10. Try to be asleep, you know, in that situation. But I went and told the kids good night. Told my wife, I said, babe, I'm going to bed. And I hit the bed at around 9.27-ish. Gone. This morning, 6 a.m., bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Uh, folks, the last time you experienced a really good night's sleep, start thinking about the optimal sleep conditions. My room is as dark as a cave. You wake up in my room in the middle of the night, you can't see your hand in front of your face. Oh, by the way, we dropped the AC down. 67 degrees. Yeah. Not during the day. Not during the day. Some of you people are going, good Lord, man, your utility bill. No. During the day in the summer, we don't we don't have it that low. But at night, you get up to go potty in my house, it's chilly. Why? Two things. A really dark room and a really cold room lead to optimal sleep conditions. All right? Here's the other thing. Try not to eat after 7. Game changer. I know it's summertime, so you go, well, man, I got to have that ice cream. I get it. But if you don't eat after 7, you don't. And by the way, that will help you with sugar intake. Here's the other one that was a game changer for me. I love to read books. I read almost every night, usually a biography. I've learned to do on the iPad, the dark screen, and the light and TV and video games. Parents, this is a battle. Trust me, I know. But if you yourself are watching TV and it's bright light, that's affecting you. Your brain's thinking, oh, it's time to be awake. So if you can cut out any screens... About 90 minutes before bedtime, that's a game changer as well. All of those things go together. And you can take things like melatonin and other things like this. But I'm going to tell you something. You're getting after it and going hard. If you're trying to walk through the baby steps so that you can actually take on the dream job or you're doing both at the same time or you're in a new leadership position, you've been promoted, you've got a lot of pressure on you, I can keep coming up with scenario after scenario after scenario. And if you're going to walk through your day Dealing with that and the six-pack of beers, right, that mentally are slowing you down and you have a rough day, here's the deal. Depression can spike at times, and depression is worse when we're physically down. And so sleep is as important, if not more important, than exercise and nutrition. But if you put all three together, really good sleep habits, exercise and nutrition, your physical body is going to have more natural energy. Then you combine it with the juice that I talk about on this show every day, where you're doing work you love that is creating a result that matters to you. I'm telling you, 
You won't have to worry about peak performance. You won't have to worry about energy. But we've got to start taking this stuff seriously. There's nothing worse and nothing sadder than somebody that's on purpose in their life and in their career and they're not taking care of their body and their body says, stop. And the body says, nope, not doing it anymore. How tragic. How tragic. Take care of your body. That brain, the heart, they need a healthy body. Don't underestimate the physical in living and working on purpose. All right. Don't move. Coming up next, your phone calls. I feel it. Some people are going to get clear today. This is The Ken Coleman Show. Handing out mental and emotional vaccinations against fear and doubt. How do you like that, Joe? Huh? And they're free and no side effects, depending on your take. <laughs> oh, I knew that caught a couple people. They were like, huh, what? What did what, you, you, you say? What do you think? Is this the Ken Coleman show? Yeah, just having a little fun, folks. But uh, the best way to get vaccinated against fear and doubt is to listen in and call. 844-747-2577-844-747-2577, helping you get on stock and get on purpose, helping you move a little faster, a little higher than you are. This is your show. Molly is up next in Somerville, South Carolina. Molly, you're on the Ken Coleman Show. Hey, Ken. How are you? Molly, I'm living the dream. What's going on with you? <laughs> um. Well... I have a question. Mm. I um, currently I'm working at home and my kids are doing virtual school and I have a part-time job for a company that I love. I mean, they're great. Okay. Um, at the beginning of this, about a year ago, the whole plan was for me to go full time, but mm-hmm. it's the way the world is working. It's really hard for me to do that right yep. now. Um, and go into the office a few, a couple days a week. Right. So, They've offered me a full-time job. It needs to be full-time with the amount of clients they have coming on board, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. But in my offer letter, it states that after the 90-day evaluation period, I will then have my salary increase to the full-time amount. So I have never heard of something like that. I don't know if that's normal because it it seems like the first 90 days I'd be working full-time but only be paid part-time yeah yeah i don't like that either yeah i just um, don't i've heard of 90 day eva- that- we have a 90 day evaluation period here at ramsey as well um is, are you sure that it's worded that specifically like it it's basically is it implied or is it very very clear in the letter that you're going to be full-time hours part-time pay uh until 90 days it says after the 90-day evaluation period and you are functioning at the capacity of a senior level manager, they will pay, they will increase my salary to the originally mutual agreed upon full-time amount. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I think that's pretty clear. Um, 
I don't like that. It doesn't make any sense. I certainly would talk to HR about it. I mean, they like you. You're working part-time for them, and they've offered you this. I'd, I'd call somebody and go, hey, the way that this is worded, I mean, just go ahead and play a little, mm-hmm. play a little. Uh, not dumb is not the word, but just play, um, let me read this. This is what it says. Does that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I really would. I'd go, is that suggesting that I'm working full-time hours but part-time pay for 90 days? Just ask. Yeah. I'd love to hear the answer. Okay. Well, I'll let you know. I just, and I guess the other question, I mean, you're really familiar with how things are going right now in the, you know, the job market. Yeah. I'm worried about having, you know, a couple of different jobs on my resume, you know, over the last couple of years, it's been, no, I switched jobs and then, you know, how quickly did, yeah, but how many jobs in two year period? Like how 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 much switching was actually going on? Uh two. How two. long apart? So you were at one job for how long? A, almost a year. So oh. all of it's been almost a year. Yeah, but that's not job hopping. That's not abnormal at all. Okay. Yeah, don't worry okay. about that at all. So here's the deal. Let's say that what I, I just I'm wondering if I detected something, and I may have, I may have read something into the way you were talking, but I gotta ask, if they yeah. were paying full time from day one. Let's say that they were saying, yep, we want you full-time and it's full-time pay. Would you feel good about that with the kids being at home? I mean, do you have a solution for that? No, and I've told them about that. I've said I can work full-time home from home until the end of the school year. Mm-hmm. And then during the summer, I can make arrangements to and come they in one or two days a week. What'd they say? They, they cannot make an exception for me and not for other people. Well, that's fair. That's consistent. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I understand it, but I am the only other employee that has children in school. Yeah, I know. And I, I'm not saying that they shouldn't make the exception for you. I'm not going to get into that. What I'm saying is is that yeah. uh, at least they're consistent on that. Uh, give, but you're the only one that's in that situation. Um, but you couldn't do it is my point. You can't do that right now, right? I know. No, I couldn't without going crazy. <laughs> Yeah, we don't you know, want that. So I here's can... here's the deal. So this is a less pressure-filled conversation. That's what I sensed. I sensed that you couldn't even do it, even if. So I'd look into it and say, hey, what does this mean? But I don't mm-hmm. think you're in a position to do it anyway, even if they said, oh, no, it's full-time. So that's my point. I think you're kind of right. worried about the wrong thing. I just don't think this is the right time for you to go full-time. Not not with the kids, no, I... Not with the kids being home from school. That's what my gut's telling me. Uh, trust the gut. I, I think that's your heart, actually. God has another plan. I think yeah. so, too. And that's the other thing I wanted to encourage you with. Stay part-time with them, and let's be patient. Let's look for the right thing. Because the right thing yeah. comes with the right time. You don't, right. Have to, you don't have to worry about timing. Right. God's in control of the timing. You just keep looking for the right thing. I So I think you're worried about the wrong thing in this conversation, so I'm basically telling you, you don't even have to have that conversation with them because you're not going to do it anyway. You're not going to go full-time anyway. Yeah. And you know what? Okay. That's a really easy way to get off the hook and not really, you know what I'm saying? You kind of go, look, I'd like to. Mm-hmm. I'm really I'm really flattered. I just can't right now. I just can't. The kids are at home. Right. You guys have made it clear. I understand your rules, but I can't. I can't do it. I'd love to, but I can't. And be cool with it. So I was going to, of course, let them tell me when they when my last day will be if they don't want if they can't keep me on part-time mm-hmm. 
And I was going to ask for a recommendation letter. Do you yes. think that would be? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. And is it guaranteed okay. that they're not going to keep you part-time or is it just something they're kicking around? It's guaranteed. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. I'm glad you reminded me. I was I was thinking and focusing. and I, I, I wish it was. Yeah. Well, that's okay. You can go get another part-time job. South Carolina. Yeah. yeah. You got to do what's right for you and the kids right now. That's always the Thank right you. decision. Always. Always, always, always. You know, there is um, there's a real humanness to the idea that when we have an opportunity in front of us and on paper or in our heads, it makes total sense, right? Full-time job, full-time money. But then it's like, well, that's going to be really, really tough on the family and the kids right now, given what's going on over here. And you start getting in this wrestling match with yourself. You know, what do I do? And I'm telling you to never make a decision solely on money and what you think is an opportunity that is just, well, I should just take it. No, other opportunities will present themselves. Don't buy into the lie that if you say no to a good opportunity, it could be a really good opportunity. Listen, folks, sometimes you have to say no to a great opportunity. And boy, oh boy, does that one hurt. I've been there. But if it's not right, it's not right. And I and I love that Molly's going, ah, in my gut, I just know. And by the way, the gut telling you that, that's also your head. Your head's is involved in that. It's not a, well, here's my logic decision. This is my gut. No, 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 no. I've talked about this. They've neuroscientists have neuroscientists have done research on this. There is a physiological reaction to a logical thought. So if you have a logical thought, don't get this idea that, well, this is, this is my head saying this, my gut saying this. No. That physiological reaction, they've proven this, is your head having a thought and your body's going, don't do it. It's not right. So you got to trust that. So I want you all to look at that a little bit differently. You know, it's not just some gut feeling. I just think, oh, I don't know. It's a gut feeling. No, it's exactly what you should do. Trust your gut because what you're feeling is the combination of your head, that's the logic, and the feeling, the emotion. That's what's causing that physiological reaction. It's a beautiful thing. Trust it. Trust your gut. Don't move. The Ken Coleman Show continues in just a few minutes. Welcome back to the Ken Coleman Show, coming to you from Ramsey Solution Studios in Nashville. Uh, very exciting. Every once in a while, we will have uh, people come watch the show live in the lobby uh, here of Ramsey Solutions. And I just met Lily the Great Dane, and she's here with her owner to watch the show. I'm going to post the uh, picture on my Instagram story uh, because I was excited to get the picture with Lily. You know, people come in. It's very nice when people want to say hi, and I'll sign a book and take a picture with you. But I was actually excited to meet Lily. And uh, so you need to follow me on Instagram, at Ken Coleman. Sweet picture. Uh, I'm going to post it uh, after the show here in a few minutes. 
Uh, but she's a beaut. And uh, if I seem distracted during the rest of the show, it might be because, you know, who doesn't love to see a dog in front of your studio? You know what I mean? I mean, gorgeous animal, by the way. <clears throat> so that was fun. That was fun for me. All right, back to the phones we go. Justin is joining us in Akron, Ohio. Justin, you're on the Ken Coleman Show. Hey, Mr. Coleman, how you doing? Justin, I'm living the dream. What's going on? Well, I got some general questions for you. I'll try to be as concise as I can. Uh, um, this sem- after the semester, I'll be graduating with a useless degree from the University of Akron. Mm. Thankfully, though, I will I will not have any debt. And, there we go. Uh, n- neither does my fiance, who's also graduating in May. Uh-huh. Um, I've got a pretty good gig right now as a tennis instructor at a local club that I've been at all through college. And as I've been a full-time college student, it's been making me about, 1800 a month that's so pretty good man. i've been pretty fortunate yeah. i've been pretty fortunate with that just with i don't it's it beats flipping burgers that's for sure yeah sure um my end goal is to become a physician assistant so that obviously that would require a master's program mm-hmm. and bottom line my question for you is you know what do you think is the best path to take during uh from the time that I graduate to the time that I uh, enter into PA school, do you think I should uh, try and make more headway with the tennis instruction or should I just look for a new field altogether? Well, I just think it's about making as much money as possible. I don't think, you know, I don't, to me, it's not about what field. It's just what best prepares you and propels you into PA school. So what I mean by that is, is the entire plan for you is what's the best possible, you know, path forward. That means financially and then the school itself. So have you already selected a school where you think you want to go or does it matter to you? Well, I still have to, I, I, yeah, I still have to apply this summer. I've got my eye on Ohio University's program because it's the cheapest and I would start the soonest. I'm a, I, even that. though I haven't applied yet. I'm a pretty I'm a pretty competitive applicant. I I'd like to think you know yeah. I have a, over a three seven GPA and I have I do have some healthcare experience. Um, How much so will it cost? That, the sticker price for that school is fifty seven grand, and every other yeah it's tough. But every other every other uh, PA program in Ohio, you're looking at like eighty six to yeah. ninety k. Yeah, good for you. By the way, I want to. I'm so glad you pointed this out, and I want to give you some love so that everybody else hears it. That's the right decision, it, dude. Listen, who cares if it's the 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 biggest name school in Ohio or? Oh, I know. Nobody cares. Nobody's ever yeah. going to ask you to pull out the the diploma. So no. good for you. <laughs> Have you? Are you planning to cash flow your way through this? Well, that's kind of something that I would I would like to consider because uh, bottom line is when my fiance and I get married late this summer we'll both be coming in with a lump sum of cash and we'll actually both be applying to the same program. Will that cash get you to a place where you can cash flow your way through it? That's the goal. I I mean, if we, the the nice thing that we have going for us is that we're going to have a solid six to eight months to just work and save and not do anything else. So I, I think when we come together, you know, hopefully we'll be somewhere around 40, Yep. And hopefully in those six to eight months, we could, you know, save aggressively sure. enough to at least pay off for one. You know, obviously there's a lot of variables, but that's just kind of what. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the deal. I love that. Let me just tell you this. I would tell you to cash flow your way through it anyway, just because you're going to be ahead of all okay. the other PAs who are in debt. When okay. you do it your way and you've got a good paying gig, 
You know, I would yeah. see if you could make more money in that tennis position. If you can't, yeah, I mean, you could pick but, up another job. Yeah. You don't have kids. So I would tell no. you, uh, don't get into the PA program until you can pay cash. So you're close. You're so close that you just got to do it that right. way. Uh, so yeah, I love you staying there and making making good money. But if you can make more doing something else, I'm fine with that too. That's why I'm back to my initial answer. What's going to get you there okay. faster and better? So more money well, gets you in faster. Yeah, for sure. So can Is you? Is there any shame in applying a year later just to be like, yo, I want to cash flow this thing. I don't want no, any debt. Regardless. No, there's no shame. It's not. First of all. What, what what if you've listened to my show enough? And what if I had a guy call me today? He's thirty nine years old and said, "Hey Ken, I've always wanted to be a PA. I never pursued it. I did this because my dad told me to. Blah 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 blah. And I'm at a place where I paid off all my debt. Wife and I have been saving up. My current day job will allow me to fund my way through PA school. What do you think, Ken? Is it too late? What do you think I'd tell that person? Heck no. <laughs> well, then why am I going to tell you it's too late, or, or 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 that it's a bad idea for you to wait a year? No, it's not a bad right. idea. Okay. You're delaying gratification by a year, but are we? We're actually not. Because yeah. you're going to come through PA school, both you and your wife-to-be, with no debt. That sounds pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, it sounds pretty nice, because you know what the reality for most people looks like. I don't know how they do it. Like... Um there's one school an hour east of here, Mount Union. They're, they're one of the programs that's 90K yeah. for the whole thing. And it's like, you know, PAs make good money, but, you know, if you, even if you're making like 110, 115, that's, that's not the easiest equation. No. You know? It takes a long time so. to pay that off versus you can, you got a, you're a college graduate with a degree and you're going to go out and bust it for a year so that you can cash flow your way through it. And you're free and clear, baby, from day one. Yeah. Yes. I like the sound of that. <laughs> yeah, keep that in your head, man. Keep that in yeah. your head. You know? I guess I just never consider I guess, you know, the the world we kind of live in, everyone makes it sound like, oh, if you don't go if you don't do it all straight through and through and take out the loans like everybody else's, then you're weird or No. Or I, no, I you know. already said you already told me you were a competitive candidate. That's not gonna change a year from yeah. now. In fact, I would say while you're busting it and saving up money, what are some other things you can do? kind of give yourself a little bit more of a runway to have be even more impressive of a candidate. And when they look at you, they're going to go, oh, yeah. I like this young man. By the way, in every application, every chance you get, I'd tell them, uh, the reason I'm coming in a year after grad, a year after uh, bachelor's is because I'm paying cash for this. That makes you impressive to those people. Trust they me. They care about that stuff? I don't know if they care as it relates to accepting you in the program, but does it impress them? You better believe it impresses right. them. You're not a okay. you're not a deadbeat. You busted it really hard for a year, and you're showing up going, "Hey, um, I'm paying all cash." Right. I want this. I want it bad. I was willing to delay it for a year to pay cash so that I'm not going to be strapped by debt. I want to get mm. after this and do it for the love of the work, not. You know, my point is, is it just makes you even more impressive. Okay. No, I, I, I like the sound of that. And not to mention, I could also, uh, you know, get a part-time gig. Cause I, I only have a little bit of healthcare experience. I could definitely have more though. See? And the thought of, 
uh, squeezing that in before Perfect. the application deadline this Perfect. summer. That just sounds stressful. So, dude, you're such a freaking a rock. Move. You're such a freaking rock star. You 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 could you could you could you could, could co-host the show with me. You're saying everything that I would tell you to do before I can tell you. Yeah, that's hey, exactly. I'm in Nashville. I'd love to come care. on, man. Listen, you're doing exactly what you should be doing. You're not only saving money up in that year. You're getting part-time experience in healthcare. You're building relationships. You're maximizing right. the proximity principle, so that by the, by the time you get into PA school, you got people fighting for you when you're done. That sounds pretty nice. Yeah, we'll I get do, after. I have it. gotten to know a lot of. I have gotten to know a lot of people in the healthcare world. Keep the doing club. it. That's definitely. Keep doing it. Give them so. free tennis lessons. My gosh, that tennis club <laughs> is crawling with 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 medical professionals. Man, it's you know stopping Justin. Get out of his way, everybody. Hey, I gotta go. But before I do, you matter. You do have what it takes. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, this is the Ken Coleman Show. Press on. Thanks for listening to The Ken Coleman Show. For more, you can find the show on demand wherever you listen to podcasts and watch the show on YouTube. You can also find Ken across all social media by following at Ken Coleman.